Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 29th of April. Both the federal government and opposition are under increasing pressure to outline detailed economic reforms as inflation soars across Australia and concerns grow of a possible recession. The Reserve Bank could move as early as next week on rates as inflation this week rose to record levels. The cost of groceries continues to increase and now there are warnings our power bills are also set to jump. The economy will be front and centre for both leaders as opposition leader Anthony Albanese returns to the campaign trail today after completing his COVID isolation. Political lecturer at ANU, Jill Shepherd, says Mr Albanese's absence may have actually helped his chances of becoming PM. Most campaigning in Australia is all about minimising risk. So every day that Albanese hasn't been on the campaign trail is a day that he hasn't been able to make mistakes. Now, this uh, works for both leaders. Good days on the campaign trail are a bonus, but for the most part, they're just trying to get through each day unscathed. Meantime, the Prime Minister is warning Australians voting for independents and or minor parties this election it will result in a weak parliament. It comes as the major parties are at risk of losing crucial votes, which could lead to a hung parliament. Scott Morrison claiming on Sky News they don't have an economic plan. Don't make the choice for a weak parliament. Make the choice for a strong government, which means a strong economy. Or they're anti-liberal. That's what their job is. I mean, they're not running against the Labor Party. They're only running against the Liberal Party. A new warning from top medical experts that the COVID pandemic is far from over as highly contagious new subvariants are detected in New South Wales. The state's health authority has detected a BA4 infection, one of the newest substrains of the Omicron variant. The World Health Organization is closely monitoring Omicron subvariants, warning these mutations could easily evade immunity from previous infections, meaning people who've already had COVID can be reinfected infected a number of times. A number of states across Australia are continuing to ease COVID restrictions, including isolation rules. But Dr Chris Moy from the Australian Medical Association is warning we still need to be cautious. There are a few things that could go wrong. The first is that we could get another variant, which could change things. And the second thing is it is possible that we get a situation where a flu really gets going or we get a situation where not enough people continue to get their boosters on time, which could increase the risk of our hospitals coming under significant pressure. Overseas now in a face-to-face meeting between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Vladimir Zelensky could take place right on Australia's doorstep with both leaders now expected to attend the G20 summit in Bali. Indonesia is under increasing pressure to stop the Russian president attending the summit because of Russia's invasion in Ukraine. Australia is one of many nations objecting to Mr Putin's attendance. Meantime, the US president has announced almost $47 billion Australian dollars in new support for Ukraine, but insists America is not attacking Russia. Joe Biden hitting back at Russia for claiming the West is to blame. Despite the disturbing rhetoric coming out of the Kremlin, the facts are plain for everybody to see. We're not attacking Russia. We're helping Ukraine defend itself against Russian aggression. And just as Putin chose to launch this brutal invasion, he could make the choice to end this brutal invasion. 
and a wet, wintry blast is set to sweep across Australia's southeast this weekend with gusty winds and heavy rain on the way. Tasmania, Victoria and the southern alpine region of New South Wales are being warned to brace for a chilly cold front with the possibility of damaging winds and heavy rain, which may lead to flash flooding. Temperatures are also set to plummet with record lows of four degrees predicted for some regions. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and Premier Daniel Andrews has refused to answer any questions about damning findings of corruption within the Labor Party. It's despite a leaked draft report from Victoria's anti-corruption watchdog yesterday which found leaders in the party fostered a culture to misuse public funds and branch stacking was encouraged. James Lake in Melbourne says the leaked details also confirmed for the first time the Premier was grilled about his alleged involvement. Like water off a duck's back, Tash, it seems the Premier here remains untouchable. The state opposition leader, Matthew Guy, has called for Andrews to resign over the scandal, which isn't the first time his integrity has been brought into question. Dumped Labor Minister Adam Somurek has also accused the Anti-Corruption Commission of protecting the Premier, who can't be swayed to speak no matter how many ways he's asked. Again, I'm not commenting one way or the other on any of those issues. I think that's probably the 15th time I've said it. The answer won't change. It is grossly inappropriate for me to be talking about these matters before a final report has been tabled, has been produced. To Queensland, where COVID quarantine rules have eased overnight, meaning household and close contacts of a positive case will no longer be forced into mandatory isolation. Our reporter, David Shiraz, has the details from Brisbane. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Asymptomatic close contacts will now be required to take a RAT or PCR every two days, but they can enter the community pending a negative result. They'll be required to wear a mask indoors, though, and when they're unable to socially distance outdoors. As for work or school, well, the state government's still advising close contacts to consider staying at home for seven days if possible, but it won't be mandating it unless you're entering a vulnerable setting like a hospital or aged care facility. The new rules for Queensland also mean unvaxxed international travellers don't have to quarantine upon arrival into the state. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. So many experts, as we know, and many Australians were really shocked by that huge jump in inflation figures this week. So big question, how soon do you think the Reserve Bank is going to move? Oh, Tash, good morning and happy Friday. It is the $64 question, isn't it? No one knows the answer. Uh, three of the big four banks, though, actually saying as soon as next week. It seems like that's the right time. The reality is inflation of 5.1% for the year. But here's this, 2% for the quarter. Now, if we have another three quarters of that, inflation goes to 6 then 7 then 8%. And that's the real concern is not even how bad this week's number was, but what might happen. I do think the RBA should go. Whether they'll want to wait, whether they'll be worried about interfering in the election, they're open questions, but it's certainty or almost certainty. They'll go at some point in the next five or six weeks, probably next week. Scott, the big question now is, will the Reserve Bank move the cash rate slightly next week or are we going to see a number of increases over the next couple of months? So here's the problem. Some some banks, some economists are actually expecting an official cash rate of 2% by the end of this tightening cycle, right? Sorry for the jargon. By the time rates kind of get to their maximum this time around, now that's two full percentage points or 1.9% above where we are now. If they see the need to go there, they're going to have to move more quickly. Um, Some banks saying 0.4% this month and maybe another quarter next month 
which would take the official cash rate to 0.75. Imagine adding that to the average mortgage. You're talking about three, four, five hundred dollars a month, depending on the mortgage size. I think if they're going to go, they're going to go meaningfully. If they they know once they start this. They're going to have to continue it and get to where they need to be. Remembering, of course, the RBA described 0.1 as emergency levels, so we're effectively still at that point. They've also said, by the way, we talked about this a few months ago, neutral is between 2 and 3%, and that's not the rate we pay. That's their rate up from 0.1. They've got a long way to go. I do think once they start going, they're going to move it reasonably quickly. Yeah, and talking about that on the back of the increase in interest rates, we know everything is increasing right now, especially uh, with groceries and supermarket items and Coles' latest figures have certainly proved that. Yeah, this is so sales growth of 3.9% was pretty credible, except most of that, unsurprisingly, was price. So supermarkets, of course, they want to sell us more stuff. Uh, and if they get a higher price for it, they get to bank more sales. In this case, 3.9% sales growth, but 3.3% of that, was food inflation. Again, no surprise if you've been to the supermarket recently. We know how much things are going up. Coles has said, look, we're going to work with suppliers to try and keep a lid on food inflation, but there's only so much they can do. These are not uh, you know, random price increases or profiteering put through by suppliers. This is the reality of what they're facing, which is what we're facing, which is a continued increased costs, and that is pushing up the price of everything, including the groceries we buy at Coles. Scott, thanks so much. <laughs> Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, good morning. Happy Friday. The Broncos certainly out-muscled the Sharks last night. Yes, good morning, Tash. It's funny what a week does in uh, rugby league. Uh, two in a row now for the Broncos. Before that, they'd lost four and they started talking about Kevy Walters' future as coach. In fact, they were still doing that uh, this week. Well, they silenced some critics and the Sharks last night. Uh, probably their best win of the season, along with round one against South Sydney, but on exposed form, Cronulla in the top four. So this is a really good win, 16-7 to last Last night, the focus for the last couple of seasons has been on the Broncos' uh, defence, but they were very tough to break down last night. The coach, though, won't dream of finals action just yet. We're not really worried about anybody else and the, and the good teams. We want us to, to get better a, as a group, and I feel we're making steps there. When we do that, everything else will, will look after itself. In the origin audition in the Battle of the Centres, uh, Katoni Staggs got the points against COC for Talakai, so that's something for Brad Fittler to watch out for. In tonight's double header, the Titans are out to end the Panthers' unbeaten start to the season on the Gold Coast, while South Sydney and the Seagulls face off on the Central Coast. And to the AFL now, Bretton, Richmond and West Coast are both looking to jumpstart their season when Round 7 kicks off tonight in Perth. Yeah, and both teams have made a number of changes as well. For the Tigers, they welcome back one of their co-captains in Dylan Grimes. Kane Lambert, Sydney Stack play their first game of the season. No Dusty Martin. He's likely to return from personal leave against the Magpies next week. Their coach, Damien Hardwick, isn't expected the Eagles to be pushovers. You know, they look like they're cohesive as a team. You know, sometimes they're going to be a little bit inconsistent. They'll be disappointed in their performance last week versus Port. They'll bounce back after last week. It's not reflective of who they are. Uh, we know that, so we'll expect them to be at their very best. Now, the Eagles have been hit hard by COVID this year. They do welcome back Jeremy McGovern, but lose Elliot Yo and Greg Clark is a mature age debutant. Will play his first game for West Coast tonight. And Brett, the NBL playoffs opened last night with the reigning champs up against the new boys from Tassie. Yeah, the Tassie Jack Jumpers have been the fairy tale story of the NBL. Everyone's uh, second favourite team. First season in the competition. Hang on, who's all... your first team then? 
uh, Southeast <laughs> Melbourne Phoenix. No bias. Keep going. Sorry, I'm Brent. sure you're a Kings fan, uh, Tash. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Jack Chumpers making it all the way to the playoffs up against the reigning champs who flexed their muscles last night, winning 74-63. to Dean Vickerman is the coach of Melbourne United and says Matthew Delavadova led from the front with his trademark defence. Yeah, and, you know, I love the way that we came out tonight. I thought Delhi set a tone defensively, you know, the way that him and Shea really attacked their guards early on and, you know, that kind of pushed everybody to another level. So now it's up to the Jack Jumpers to respond. This is a best of three game series, so they have to win the next two. Good to see no bias. Thanks so much, Brett. Happy Friday. You too. Thanks, Tash. And what a way to start your weekend. A Melbourne man who thought he'd won $1 million has received a lovely surprise after it was revealed he'd actually won 20 times that. The Oz Lotto player from Tullamarine was over the moon on Tuesday night when he thought he'd pocketed a share of the $20 million jackpot. But then he was contacted by the Lotto team, confirming he was in fact the sole winner, walking away with the entire $20 million. The unnamed man says he'll use the winnings to buy his first house and travel around Australia. How good is that? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Listener.